0: The chase is still a big element. Tops is still all about that excitement and nostalgia of ripping open a pack. But I think the way people are consuming is changing the most.
1: I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with David Liner, the Vice President and General Manager of Global Sports and Entertainment at TOPS. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm really looking forward to the conversation. It's been an amazing journey that TOPS has been on and uh, a wild ride uh, coaster over the last nine months for sure. So, looking forward to diving in and talking about it.
0: Yeah, looking forward to discussing as well. It's, uh, it's been a great time at TOPS.
1: So, I want to start with uh, the evolution that you guys have had. TOPS has been around for 70 years, and you guys have really expanded beyond just sports into pop culture and entertainment. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, kind of expansion?
0: Yeah, Topps, uh, we've always been uh, big on trying to find opportunities to bring fans closer to their favorite properties. Be it sports or entertainment properties. We do actually have a long heritage in both. Uh, we've been doing, you know, baseball cards since the early 1950s. But we have been working with, you know, different pop culture properties for many years, you know, in the 60s, doing things with uh, the Beatles. We had a, a pretty popular Mars Attack product in the uh, 1960s as well that we brought back, um, you know, in the 90s. There was a, a movie, a Warner Brothers movie uh, around that property as well. But Garbage Pale Kids in the 80s when that was a hit. Um, so we're always trying to do uh, things to again bring fans closer to their favorite properties, and we've been uh, we've had long term relationships with many um, interesting entertainment properties. You know we've been a, a partner of Star Wars since it originated in uh, the late 1970s. So Topps has always been kind of a player in uh, in the trading card space for entertainment properties as well as you know all of our favorite sports.
1: So you mentioned baseball was kind of where you originally started, even though you've had this great expansion to other. And this year, you're celebrating 70 years of baseball cards. Can you walk me through what's changed the most over those 70 years?
0: Yeah, it's been a, a fun ride for Topps. It's unbelievable that it's uh, 70 years. But um, you know, if you look back at you know, how did the trading cards start, I mean, we, we, were, uh, we basically started making trading cards in the early 1950s to sell more gum. So I don't know, a lot of people may not know this, but Topps started as a chewing gum company uh, in the late 1930s. And uh, in the early 1950s, we were trying to find, you know, more ways to sell gum, differentiate ourselves. So we invented basically what was the modern, what is today the modern trading card. So um, over the years, you know, if you go back really from the 1950s through the 1980s, trading cards were pretty much, you know, just cardboard, picture cards, stats on the back. Nowadays they'd be considered pretty stale stats on the back, Um, but that's kind of how the trading card business grew. In the early 90s, you started seeing, you know, inserts, uh, random chase cards being added into the products that gave collectors an extra chase element, not just, you know, about collecting the full set, but there were these kind of insert sets that might be, you know, home run leaders or, you know, the all-stars and different kind of sets that we put in there. As you got a little bit into the mid and later 90s, you saw the advent of that insert and that chase card going to kind of the next level. You saw companies starting to do autographs players would hand-sign uh, cards. Those cards would be randomly inserted into packs. You would see um, game-used memorabilia. The trading card companies, we go out and secure game-used memorabilia. We cut up those jerseys or bats or what have you and insert little swatches uh, into the trading card. So those became a pretty big chase element. And then I think um, what you've seen really over the past 10 years or so is more of an acceleration of that. I think you're seeing um you know, the chase is still a big element. Tops is still all about that excitement and nostalgia of ripping open a pack. But I think the way people are consuming is changing the most. And I think that's one of the bigger changes over the last several years. You've seen immediacy is really important nowadays, whether it's, you know, ordering your groceries from Amazon, but even in our space, you know, five years ago, we invented Tops Now, where we make trading cards based on last night's moments. We put them on Tops.com. They're only available for 24 hours. We print what we sell and we deliver those in in three to five business days. So that immediacy became a big thing that we wanted to deliver product to consumers. And case breaking has been a big way that consumers now um, consume our products and uh, build community so case breaks are where you'll have a breaker purchase several you know say 10 20 30 boxes of our product and they'll sell spots to consumers so say in baseball you have 30 major league baseball teams a a breaker rips say 20 boxes of one of our products they'll sell those 30 different team spots to cubs the yankees the red sox and when the breaker breaks those products live on say youtube or facebook You know, you get all those Cubs cards if you paid for that spot, you get all those Yankee cards. So you have, you know, 30 people participating and sometimes you have, you know, a thousand people watching. So that's been a really big advent in our industry. I think another interesting spot that, you know, Topps is very proud of is the digital trading card space. We launched an apps division uh, in 2012. Bunt was our first app for baseball. And uh, very similar to the physical pack experience, you have the same digital pack opening experience. So you can rip open packs, you can collect. There's light gamification. We have live feeds and statistics, so you can play your cards live along with the sports properties as well. So that's another area of innovation and change that we've seen in the industry. But um, it's really been a, a fun ride here to see, you know, going back to the early 1950s to where we are today here in 2021.
1: So speaking of uh, 2021, you know, one of the kickoffs for you know the baseball season and really kind of a landmark event every year in trading cards is the launch of Series 1. And you guys have Series 1 coming up here in early February that's going to be launching. What uh, uniqueness do you guys have coming out this year?
0: Well, yeah, so as you mentioned, every year, the launch of our flagship product, this is the product that goes back to 1952 is a big deal for us. It kind of, as we say, it's the kickoff of the baseball season. Uh, This year, the product comes out February 9th. So it comes out about a week before what we believe will be the start of spring training. So that's kind of the timing each season. This year, we're extremely excited uh, about the launch. I mean, we built a terrific product. Given the uniqueness of last season, the shortened season with the pandemic, a lot of teams had to call up a lot of young players earlier than they anticipated. Many of those players will be featured as rookie cards in this upcoming uh, flagship release. So we have a really deep rookie class. Rookies are something that drive uh, interest in our products. Consumers always love to find, you know, who's next and, and get that big rookie card. So very excited about the rookie class that we have. Top series 1 the flagship here it has something for everybody too there's so many different elements to collect given this is the 70th anniversary of Tops baseball cards it's our platinum anniversary the cards have a special stamp on them we've inserted a lot of buyback cards we've gone out into the marketplace bought back cards from you know all the different decades so that consumers can you know maybe find a card from the 50s 60s 70s when they're opening a pack of 2021 tops so that's very exciting we've been doing more in the experiential space Again, I mentioned earlier trying to get consumers closer to their, you know, their superstars is a big program for top. So there's um platinum tickets inserted into series one where consumers will have the opportunity at the end of the year to attend a big party. We'll have maybe a hundred or so consumers there and they'll be able to mingle with some of the biggest superstars of today and yesteryear. It'll be, you know, an intimate setting. You know, folks will get autographs, pictures, a really fun experiential. Uh, element that you can find um, in Series 1 baseball. So there's a lot of unique elements in the product and uh, we're really excited about it and have a fantastic launch party planned um, for February 9th as well.
1: So talk about that launch party because you referenced breakers a little bit earlier and you know the whole ripping of a pack. Talk a little bit more about the virtual Series 1 rip party that's going to be happening.
0: Yeah so um, last year for 2020 we did the first ever million card rip so we we uh, gathered 20 of our best case breakers we invited them all to come down to dallas uh to the cowboys stadium and over a period of about 8 or 9 hours those 20 breakers opened up over 1 million tops trading cards in one setting we had different prizes it was streamed live we had a lot of interest in that and uh that party, you know, of course, uh, happened, you know, just a month or so before the pandemic, hit, so we were able to do that in person. But this year, we really wanted to build off of the success of the Million Card rip Party and do something a little bit different. So this year, um, again, celebrating, you know, seven decades of top trading cards, we're going to have kind of a breakers challenge where we have a, a shorter break, but we're going to have, you know, a bunch of breakers participate. They're going to open product. They're going to vie for different uh, prizes. There's going to be a little bit more of kind of a tournament and challenge type element to it to make it, you know, a little bit more digestible and a little bit more competitive to draw in more interest. We thought this would be fun and unique, given we're going to have to do this kind of uh, remotely. We're also going to have uh, interspersed uh, during our event. We're going to have a lot of celebrities. We're going to have current and former athletes opening vintage packs of trading cards, talking about what TOPS means to them. So we're really excited. It's gonna be a fun-filled several hours uh, in the evening of uh, February 9th. So really unique experience to kick off our 70th anniversary uh, and what we hope is a fantastic baseball season.
1: Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work Or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. One of the really unique things about the card industry is the role of entrepreneurs in the ecosystem. You know, if you think about the overwhelming majority of local card shops, they're owned by entrepreneurs instead of being a a national franchise. You mentioned Breakers as something really interesting that's emerged over the last few years. How does Top Tops think about supporting this entrepreneurial ecosystem? that's kind of been built adjacent and around the industry?
0: Yeah, so firstly, we support entrepreneurial activities all throughout the trading card space. I think it's great. There's so many really smart, creative people out there doing really unique things that help us. And and in turn, we try to to help those that are building businesses, small businesses, you know, hiring people, um, creating jobs. It's uh, very exciting for our industry. That sort of stuff to see, you know, uh, the success being built around us is exciting for me and exciting for top. So when it comes to our support, I mentioned, you know, for case breaking, uh, starting last year, we did that million card rip this year, we're going to be doing the breakers challenge and inviting more breakers, really putting that business on a pedestal for uh, folks to see and understand how exciting and fun case breaking can be, who the big players in case breaking are so that folks can, uh, Go and work uh you know work with some of those people go and sign up for breaks participate in the future break or just you know if they're curious continue to watch breaking and then in terms of hobby stores tops has always had a program where we sell direct to hobby stores we have a you know a much larger business where we sell to hobby distributors but we today currently service around 300 individual hobby stores and offer them the opportunity to buy product direct we do have requirements for those hobby stores they must have uh, a brick and mortar business to be able to be eligible um, to buy direct from tops today, Of course, there's a very long waiting list to become a direct customer with tops. but we always do what we can to support the hobby stores, whether that's POS materials, other different giveaways and products that we do. Um, each summer, we do the uh, we have the tops uh, it's the the baseball card trading annual trading card day that we do and that we support um, in August, so we do a lot for hobby stores there where we provide them with cards for consumers to come in uh, on several occasions, a couple different cards. But the hobby is the lifeblood of this industry, it always has been, and uh, we love what our hobby stores do, and we've been very supportive during the pandemic as well, where if stores are unable to open, we're shipping product to people's homes so that they can safely ship product to their customers or do kind of uh, deliveries where they'll drop off products to their customers in the event those stores are closed. So we're quickly able to pivot and help those hobby stores out as best we can.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about the impact digital has had. You referenced it a little bit earlier and, you know, Tops is really embraced it in a big way. You have things like Tops Now, you have blockchain, you have the apps that you've done. How are you thinking about this uh, emergence and this kind of blending between the physical world and the digital world for card collecting?
0: So for Tops, uh, we embrace digital. As I mentioned, I feel we've been at the forefront of embracing digital in terms of both our apps business and what we've done on Tops.com and really building up our e-commerce business. You mentioned Tops now being one of the pillars, but we embrace that. What we've seen is digital is very complementary to physical. We have a lot of collectors that overlap between digital and physical and how they build out their collections. And there's just, there are different ways to collect. So the apps we see continued growth there, the physical business is stronger than ever. And blockchain, you mentioned, is another uh, new addition. We've been experimenting with blockchain with our Garbage Pail Kids brand. We have um, some new products planned for 2021 as well on blockchain. But what Tops always strives to do is to get new consumers into the tops collecting family so how they come in via you know marketing or case breaking or tops now our apps or they pick up a card at a local a pack of cards at a local hobby store or, or walmart or target we embrace all of that and we're always striving to get just as many collectors in as possible collectibles is a is simple when you boil it down it's all about supply and demand and you always want to keep that demand ahead of the supply to, to keep things collectible so we embrace it
1: so I want to talk a little bit more about TOPS now. You mentioned when you were talking about Series One the importance of rookies and how much people really look forward to that first rookie card. In a lot of cases, that first rookie card or that first appearance is actually now coming in a TOPS now card. So how do you think about the balance between that of your your regular sets that are going to be going out to hobby and to retail, but then the the TOPS now business that delivers that instantaneous maybe first emerging rookie.
0: Yeah, we're careful when it comes to, you know, how we place rookie cards and, and what we uh, how we market them. I think one difference and distinction with Tops Now is it's a it's a really fantastic program. We make cards based on more broadly moments, but rookie cards and, and first appearances, first big league, you know, pitching start, first big league at bat, for some of the big time prospects we make trading cards of. What's unique on Tops Now is you can collect it any way you want, right? So we did the, the cards you know, very different from our traditional product. These are not blind purchase, right? You know what you're buying. You can go on there and you can buy specifically the moment you want, the rookie you want, and you can buy the quantities you want. I think there's a pretty big distinction between that and kind of the pack pulled rookie card. There's still something different more unique and maybe a little bit more special about you know ripping through a box of tops trading cards and finding that you know that golden ticket that card that's really meaningful and special to you so i think collectors still to some degree place a bit of a premium on those pack pulled uh, rookie cards but tops now is another avenue to get those rookie cards that you want if it's just a different way to collect so we see again a lot of overlap there's a lot of folks that participate in tops now that participate in the traditional physical pack uh, opening product as well. So we don't see them as really competing or anything, but we do, you know, we, we are careful at how we approach the rookie cards. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very important to our collectors and we keep that top of mind.
1: So earlier we discussed how, you know, TOPS has always had a play in entertainment and in culture overall. In recent years, you've really brought that merging together with things like, you know, the TOPS 2020 project and then, you know, the Living Set project. How do you think about that blending between the world of entertainment and sports and kind of bringing that cultural element together?
0: Yeah, for Tops, the, the entertainment business, as I mentioned, has been near and dear to us for many, many years. And there's a lot of overlap and a lot of collectors that span both sport and entertainment. So we're always looking for unique products that we can offer up to those fans in the entertainment space. One thing that has been really nice for Tops is that we spent a lot of time, especially over the, over the past five or six years, Developing our e-commerce platform, developing our print on demand technologies. And what it does, it's allowed us to be a lot more quick and nimble. And it allows us to experiment more and take more shots, maybe take shots with some smaller properties that might not, you know, resonate or, or be popular enough to span, you know, a Walmart and Target distribution in our hobby network. And we can just pivot and move much more quickly on tops.com. So we've uh, really expanded what properties we could work with. What we've seen really in the last couple of years too, you mentioned the living set. We saw that art art has always been very popular within Tops. I mean, if you go back to 1953, that was a hand-painted set. And we'd been experimenting with art-based cards in our products for a long time. Products like Museum Collection featured a lot of art-based cards. So um, building on our print-on-demand platform, we launched the living set in 2018, utilizing that 1953 design And we have uh, now two artists that produce cards for that program each week. And that resonates really well with consumers building on that 1953 heritage with kind of a, a modern twist on it with current and retired players. So with the success we saw in the living set in that hand painted, utilizing that design, it really got us thinking more about how do we take art to the next level and get more involved in, you know, different realms of art. We've seen kind of The sneaker culture, the streetwear, graffiti, different elements of that cultural space um, really resonating with younger consumers and gaining much more mainstream and broad appeal. So you mentioned Project 2020. That was a fantastic program that we did in 2020. We took 20 artists, culture-defining artists. We had guys in the program that do, you know, tattoo art. We had jewelers in the program, a very diverse set of artists that appeal to a very diverse and unique audience. And we married uh, those artists with 20 iconic TOPS cards. And we allowed those 20 artists to do their take on those 20 iconic cards. And the crux of the program really was to try and expand the consumer base. I mentioned earlier that we're always trying to get new collectors into the TOPS family. So the original intent of that was to do that, to draw new consumers. And, and it ended up being just an absolutely blockbuster program. It, I mean, we, we had, it, it was a part of the news. It was getting covered by everyone, and really transcended the business and took uh, our business to a whole new level. So we're incredibly proud of that program, and we have plans—big plans—in 2021 to continue to build off of art and um, and widen the uh, net of uh, collectors that we have in the Tops family.
1: Speaking of uh, collectors, you know, one of the things that seems to emerge over the last you know couple of years has been athletes actually embracing their cards more than maybe in the past. Do you see that shift happening, and why do you think that is?
0: I think athletes, many of them have always embraced their cards. I mean, you know, I know for me growing up and most people growing up, you know, getting your own trading card or, you know, especially getting a Topps trading card is kind of uh, a rite of passage, kind of, you know, you've made it in your career. So getting the trading card has always been, I think, something special to athletes. But I think nowadays with so many athletes active on social media, so many athletes trying to build their own brands and appeal to their consumers. Trading cards are really fun and unique and they can share the trading cards that we make. They can share when they're autographing them. We have many players that don't have a trading card coming up to us wanting a trading card. So I think um, athletes are really embracing that more and more. And another program that Tops did launch, um, we're always trying to get more, uh, our athletes closer to the fans. Speaking of our print on demand business, in 2018, we also launched our curated set business. So this is a business where we turn the creative brains over to the athletes. So uh, the first athlete that we worked with was Bryce Harper. And basically, we sat down with Bryce Harper for a few hours, and Bryce built out his own set. He made his own inserts. He had a, a set of, you know, the best hair in baseball. You know, Bryce is big on having those, those nice flowing locks. And it really lets the athlete's personality come out. So Bryce embraced that program. We've since expanded to many sport athletes, uh, Gary Vee. On the influencer side and investor side, he did a set with us. That set has really uh, grown in popularity. So we're always looking for ways to embrace players, athletes, celebrities, and let the fans get uh, closer to those people and and understand who they are on and off the field.
1: So, you know, sports are global and obviously so is collecting. But in other countries, you see things like stickers and soccer or card games like Match Attack. How does Top approach being a global brand but also dealing with those local
0: nuances? So Top says um we've been a global brand for you know nearly 30 years now. And um in in, in today's space you have to be a, a global player. The licensing partners demand that, you know, every entertainment and sport property wants to have global appeal, wants to have a global fan base. So TOPS has built out um, a really strong distribution uh, network across the globe. We're headquartered here in New York City. Our international headquarters are just outside London, but we uh, recently opened up an office in Japan. We have offices in India and Latin America. And when we look at our overall portfolio, there's a lot of things that we drive from a top-down perspective. There's a lot of pillars to collecting and what kind of resonates across the broad spectrum. But we also really lean into our people that are in the local territories, that are on the ground to give us those local nuances you mentioned and make sure that we're tweaking the products, changing the packaging, maybe the format. You mentioned stickers and albums, very popular in Europe and Latin America. So we're very cognizant of those changes. We never take a cookie cutter approach to those markets, but it is definitely a combination of driving things from the top down and getting that uh, local level input. It's very critical to de- you know developing products that really resonate with all those local consumers on a global basis. So it's been, it's been fun. We see global being more and more important to our brand portfolio.
1: Well, David, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to sit down and have a conversation about what is uh, going on in the world of sports collecting and uh, in the world of cards. So thank you for taking the time. It was a pleasure.
0: No, you're very welcome. Always love talking about the industry and uh, happy to chat again.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.